Welcome to another episode of The Chronicles. It's your girl Neek here. And guys, today it is Friday the 13th. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm definitely staying my ass in the house because every single time I end up going out on Friday the 13th thinking that I don't know why in my head I think it's a holiday. It's just not. It's just this creepy ass coincidental day. I have no idea about the history of Friday the 13th. However, I do know that it's like kind of superstitious to think it's like good luck or bad luck. I personally am 100% sure that for me in the life I'm living is all bad because every single time I've went out on Friday the 13th, some bull, and I mean some bullshit done popped off. So I've just, you know, I've learned to keep my ass in the damn house and it is what it is. So Today, guys, I definitely want to talk about something that we all have, something that we all struggle with, and something that we all hide. And no, I'm not talking about, you know, wearing dirty underwear when you know that it's, you know, time to do laundry. Adulting is hard, I get it. However, I am talking about vices. Now, Everybody has a vice. If you don't know what a vice is, it's basically a guilty pleasure of bad behavior. So that means you can be one of those people who's like, oh, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't gamble, but chocolate, ooh, put some chocolate in my face and it's over for you hoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's something in this world that somebody looks at you and they be like, Oh, you're a good person, but you do have that one tidbit about you that I just don't like. And that's like, you know, literally there could be somebody who drives by the letter of the law, right? And you go 45 and a 20 like moi. And they're just like, oh my God, but that can be your vice. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, my general concise thought process around vices is that you're supposed to, I think, generally have one. I have a couple, and I don't know if that's normal or not, but probably is. I don't feel like there's anybody in this world who's perfect. Who am I to say that your fi- your vice is better than mine's, or you know, worse than mine's, or what have you? I feel like a sin is a sin is a sin is a sin, and. People who judge other people for the things that they do are whack. But guess what? We all do it. So it is what it is. However, my vice is definitely 100,000% liquor. And I would have to say tequila. Because tequila is my life. Oh my God. I love it so much. And I was at a point in my life, uh, you know, maybe a year ago, Definitely before I got in a relationship where tequila was literally my life. Like I was borderline alcoholic and there is nothing funny about it except for the fact that I had such fun times when I was there. But I'm glad I'm here now. You know, I'm growing. I'm progressing. I'm not perfect. I'm not done. But I'm here And this is the stage of life that I'm in. And there definitely was a time in my life where I could not tell the difference if I was an alcoholic or if I was just a social drinker who can take 10 shots and only be tipsy. 
I just wasn't sure. And nobody ever really, you know, pointed out that I was an alcoholic until I started to (laughs) tell people I was an alcoholic and they were just like, you're right, you are. And I was just like, well, damn, (laughs) hurts when you say it back to me. Even though I said it, it's like different, you know? When you you say it yourself, you're just like, you know, it's funnier, you know? Like, oh my God, I'm such a fucking alcoholic. And then for somebody to agree with you, like, yeah, bitch, you are. It's like, oh, (laughs) let me get my shit together real quick. So... Basically, I was overindulging in liquor because of the circumstances of my life. I basically caused a lot of my angst and, you know, suffering because I was being somebody who I was not. I grew up um, in a five-kid household, and I have three older siblings. So granted, I, I'm a cancer, like I said in the last episode, and I'm not very like into zodiac signs and things like that. Like I don't look up my, you know, what are they called? Fucking aspirations. I don't know what they're called. They're fucking zodiac daily. Oh, horoscopes, horoscopes. Don't judge me, y'all. Horoscopes. So I'm a cancer, And all growing up, I always got told, oh, Neek, you're a cancer, so you're sensitive and you're over-emotional and you're you're like a crab, so you snap at people and... And and I also got called like a crybaby. I used to get make fun made fun of for, you know, the way I talk, that I talk like a white girl or a valley girl and things like that, right? So as a kid, and I've only recently realized this about myself because when you drink, you know, you don't have to really think about these things. But when you get sobered up a little bit, because I still drink, but I just, you know, I chilled out. But I had more time to think about my life and my upbringing and why I am the way I am. That's like the big question. All of 2020 is like, who are you? Why are you the way you are? Who are you when you're by yourself? Who are you when you're with this person, with that person? And so I've been overanalyzing and psychoanalyzing my childhood. And basically, what I, from what I can get from my childhood, I was bullied a lot as a child. And because I didn't want to be bullied anymore, I did what most kids do. And I build up this lovely pink brick wall that says, bye bitch on it. And basically, whenever anything would hurt my feelings, instead of crying about it, or getting emotional about it, I would get pissed the fuck off. And I was ready to fight. And I was ready to scratch and scrap. You know what I'm saying? And that was my defense mechanism. And whenever anybody said anything to me snarky, I would literally think all day of shit I can say back. And when I got the opportunity, shit fired. You know what I'm saying? Just like, oh, you know, just using my, using my words in the harshest way. And when people would call me a bitch or like say, oh, you know, like I used to always get told like when I first met you, I thought you were so mean because your face, because I got resting bitch face like a mofo. And that was like my pride and joy. I'm like, I'm so glad when you saw me, you didn't want to talk to me. Lovely. That's what I was aiming for. So basically, I just built up this really tough exterior because in the inside, woo, I was feeling a lot of emotions, but I made it up in my brain 
that I didn't want to be picked on or bullied on for being sensitive, so I wouldn't be anymore. So in turn, when I made friendships and things like that, or even, you know, relationships with men and guys or whatever, I always had this tough um, exterior. So people always felt like, I feel like guys always felt like I can handle anything that they did to me, like disrespectful or you know, cheating and stuff like that, because I'll just be like, us oh, cool, I don't even give a fuck, you know? But obviously in the inside, I'm like, I give all the fucks. And I just couldn't show that vulnerability because I had it in my head that if I did, then I would get bullied. And I know that logically, that actually logically makes a lot of sense. Um, but I would have hoped that I would have known that I still should have been myself and I still should have stood up for myself when I felt like somebody was doing me wrong. And then as far as like friendships, I basically became like, like I said in my first episode, um, or no, excuse me, it was my first episode, but F is for friends. If you haven't listened to it, I will allow you to pause this right now and go listen to F is for friends so you can understand what I mean by um, just building that, you know, I'm the strong friend. I'm the one you can lean on. I'm there at the drop of the dime. I'm ride or die. I'm loyal to a fault, which I didn't know that, you know, but all of that came from being bullied. So I was basically becoming a, you know, a glutton for punishment, which means I just always felt like whenever anybody around me was hurting that I cared about, I got to hurt with them. I got to be stressed with them. And it's like, yes, to an, to a certain extent, because if it's starting to mess with your men, mental, uh, excuse me, if it's starting to mess with you mentally, if it's starting to hurt you emotionally, if it's affecting your day to day, that's not healthy anymore. That's not how friendship is supposed to be. And I didn't know this because I was so stuck in like, well, if I cry to them and if I show all this emotion to them, then they're going to think I'm a pussy. I can't be no pussy out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? And it's very illogical. I, I understand that now, but that's definitely how I was feeling. And so basically, I think that there is physical vices, which would be, you know, the liquor, the drugs, the... Um, even overeating, right? That's something physical, something tangible. Tangible, and then there is like the mental vices when it's like the the guilty pleasures that you always go back to, which is you know anger and jealousy and attention seeking, and you know being insecure and lust and stuff like that, right? And when I say anger, I mean you know, so angry that you hold grudges or you want revenge on someone. If you get to that point every single time someone pisses you off, that's a vice. That's something that you constantly are coming back to and you know it's either not that serious or you don't know how to get yourself out of that anger, right? If it's jealousy, you know, you might know there's probably nothing going on, but because it feels good to be right about the jealousy or, or because it feels good to have somebody acknowledge your jealousy, you're going to continue to show that character trait, right? Or attention seeking, that's just basically social media, just 
you know, sign the note, social media, attention seeking. I don't care what anybody says. If you have social media, you like attention. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a guilty pleasure. You know that you posed a certain way and you you picked that certain picture out of 100 and you made sure your hair was not, you know, in your face and your lipstick was perfect because you're like, I need the attention today. So I'm going to post this picture. I'm not ashamed to say that. I wish more people were comfortable expressing that every human needs attention. We all need hugs and kisses. And social media provides those hugs and kisses without anybody having to touch us. Hello, six feet distance. Yes, stay away. And then insecurities. Everybody has those as well. It might be one thing. It might be 10 things, but we all have them. And some people like for me, for instance, my insecurities are always like a constant contradiction. Even when I'm talking to myself, it's like, oh my God, I need to go on a diet. I need to lose weight, but I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat, you know, hamburgers and fucking tacos because I can. And I love my body the way it is. But then the next day be like, I need to buy salads. It just doesn't make any sense. We all don't make no fucking sense, but it is what it is. Right? So I feel like those are like more the mental vices, like the the thoughts that you can't stop, that are almost uncontrollable. I know I am not the only person out here who has listened to Lauren Hill's X Factor after a breakup, even a situation breakup, over and over on repeat. And it's like, you know the song is making you sad and you're already sad, but you're going to listen to the song on repeat in your car while it's raining like on your lunch break, why? You know what I'm saying? And we're and we're all in some senses gluttons for punishment. When we're sad, we just want to like sit in it. Like some people are not like that, but just personally speaking, I am like that. And I am trying to work through getting out of that. So, once I realized that my physical vice, which was liquor, met my mental vice, which is glutton for punishment, and them bitches got together. It was a fucking party for them. They're just like, oh, we got this bitch by the balls, right? So I came to the conclusion that one of these got to go. You know what I'm saying? I can't just be feeling all these feelings and not expressing them. And I can't keep drinking and suppressing them. You know what I'm saying? Because I definitely was like, don't think about it, drink about it. Because... You know, it's just easier that way. But I never realized it's not okay. Or excuse me. But I never realized it's okay to not be okay. I always felt like if I wasn't okay or if I was having like a bad mental day, that that meant I was weak, you know? And so I would just drink just to suppress whatever I was feeling. If somebody hurt my feelings, friend, foe, whatever, I'm just like, I'm sad, so I'm a drink. And then it was like, oh, I got a new job. I'm happy, so I'm a drink. And it was just like, oh, I'm mad because X, Y, and Z. I'm mad, so I'm a drink. And then I realized, and I was just like, so girl, is there any emotion or any time where you don't feel like a shot of tequila is necessary? You know what I mean? And it's like, no, but also, yes, there's times where you can just be happy and go have breakfast, bro. Like, and I didn't, I don't know why I couldn't connect those two, but it's because I had both of them 
teaming, double teaming me. You know what I'm saying? They was best friends. So they're just like, oh no, because if she's feeling guilty or whatever, all we're going to do is drink and then it's going to intensify the guilt. And then tomorrow she's going to wake up feeling more guilty. So she just going to drink and then it was just an endless cycle, right? So I was, I decided for myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop drinking. When I moved into my new apartment, I lived by myself and I was just like, I, I've always heard over and over my whole life that you're a true alcoholic when you drink alone. You should never drink alone. You should always drink with friends. And living by myself, I was just like, I'm so afraid to drink by myself. I don't want to get in a habit of feeling like I need to be drunk even to be in my own company. For me, I felt like that would have been rock bottom if I felt like I needed to drink just to enjoy being with myself. And I am damn entertaining. I can be with myself all day long with no problems. So I was like, if you can't be by yourself, girl, if you need a shot of tequila just to just to sit in your own spirit and your own presence and your own energy, something's wrong. So to my surprise, when I lived by myself, I was like, whoa, I don't need to drink. I was just really stressed with my living situation and thing, other things that were going on. I was just so relieved to be in my own space, my own energy. And I was just like, okay, I don't need liquor to, you know, supplement my emotions. So when I was sad, I can just be sad and just, you know, watch a movie and just be sad for the day and then wake up and pray on it and have a, have a better day the next day, you know? So that's how I realized my transition was happening. And it was very scary to even like tell my friends like, Hey, like, you know, this time we go out, I don't want to drink. And a lot of times I would fail at doing that because I didn't want them to think, first of all, I didn't want them to think I was pregnant, <laughs> obviously, like, cause it's almost like impossible to convince them, but I just didn't want them to think that. Secondly, I didn't want them to think I was like being a party pooper or, you know. So again, I was just overthinking about everybody else's emotions except for Neek's. And and I still I still am working on that part of, you know, the glutton for punishment. I'm still working on that part. However, that's when I started to realize like it's really hard to be myself around people who I thought I was being myself around. But it's like, who was I really when I was drunk half of the time? Or I was so in, you know, developed, or no, not developed, enveloped in my feelings for you. So what? So basically whatever was going on with them, I was so invested in that story. And how can we help? How can we make you feel better? Like I said, right? So I couldn't even find a time to insert my personality and because of that I would just drink so I wouldn't have to have a personality I could just be the funny one and the goofy one and the one who's just making everybody feel better because I'm making everyone laugh and when I realized I just couldn't do that no more because I didn't want to drink and have to do that that's when I started to run into some problems y'all to be honest um I just I just always could not find a reason not to believe other people's criticism about me. Let me tell you something. I don't care what anyone says about you. It can be the most harsh comment you've ever heard about yourself. The only thing that gives that comment power 
And life is you believing it. If you truly don't believe that about yourself, don't let it ruin your day. Are you kidding me? Don't let it ruin your character. Be who you are 100% of the time, no matter what that looks like. And I am only saying this from my personal experience. I'm not a, you know, a life coach or anything. This is just me and my brain and what I had to do. I had to just really sit down and be like, do you actually give a fuck about what that person thinks about you? And when I say like myself screamed, hell to the fuck to the naw, bro. I don't give not a singular, singular fuck. You know, criticize me all you want. I know I'm a good person. I know I do good things in this world. I know what I'm doing to better myself. I love my family. I love my friends. I love the people who cherish me and I cherish them back. Boom. That was like my first step of like just being like, oh, okay. Okay, Nick, I see you growing, girl. I see you coming to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like coming in. Okay, I see where you are. I see who you are. You're not, you don't, you're not, you don't have to be goofy all the time. You don't have to be funny all the time. You ain't gotta try to make people feel good. Make yourself feel good, girl. I see you. This is how you gotta talk to yourself. <laughs> this is how I talk to myself, y'all. Dead ass. And once I started doing that, then my personality just got like more glowy, like on the inside. I was just like, mm, I like this. I like just, you know, saying what the fuck I gotta say and and just meaning it from my heart, from the deep pits of my soul and not giving a fuck what anybody else had to say about that, right? It's beautiful, y'all. Just do it one time. Just say something. You don't even have to say it to nobody. Just say something you really mean. We sitting in your car, windows rolled up and just talk to yourself about the shit that pisses you off. I swear, 10 times out of 10, you'll, you'll feel so much better because we honestly, as humans, we are so hard and critical on ourselves. So when somebody else is doing it, it's easy to just believe it. But think about how critical you are in your own head. Girl, you already have that going on. Or, or boy, you already have everything you're telling yourself going on. So how dare you allow another human to add to that? You're better than that. We're better than that. And my boyfriend tells me all the time, still to this day, because I'm not saying I'm perfect and I've just evolved. I'm evolving. ING, you know what I'm saying? However, he tells me all this all the time, like, how you think about yourself is crazy. Like, you're too hard on yourself. And I'm so blessed that he tells me that because it reminds me, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. You was right. You know what I mean? But there's definitely a time to, you know, there's definitely a time to not think about it and drink about it. And I've learned to only drink when I want a drink just because I want to be drunk. And I know that sounds like simple, which it is. However, when you're drinking to suppress something or to make you feel comfortable in a, in a situation where you might not even, you know, or you shouldn't even be there. You shouldn't even be in that situation. You shouldn't even allow yourself to step into that negative energy if you have to take a shot to be in it. You know what I'm saying? But if you just want to drink because it's like, it's a good time, it's a good time having, I'm going to take a drink. 
You can take a drink. There's definitely a time for that. So this is not a PSA for alcoholism. I definitely still love tequila. It's all good. It's all gravy. Everything in moderation, right? Too much of anything is not good for you. So we all know that, but I'm just going to repeat that mantra. Everything in moderation is always copacetic, right? And all of that pretty much taught me, or pretty much led me to one of the hardest lessons I had to teach myself, really, because nobody really told me this directly. You know, you see it on memes. Everybody reads memes, and I, I feel like some kind, sometimes I would just post stuff just to post it. I don't even really know if I believe it, but certain things that I would read in mostly books, mostly books, I like to, you know, take gems from books and hold on to them, girl. I got mad notes in my phone of just shit and quotes and da-da-da-da-da-da, right? One thing that kept sticking out to me and I was just like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I can't wait till I get to that point. And when I got to that point, I was like, oh, am I do, am I going to do it? Can I do it? Should I do it? I'm going to say it. Y'all ready? Saying no, 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 no. Absolutely the fuck not. No, I don't want to. I can't. I won't. I shan't. You know? No. Saying no has been life changing. Saying no to things I don't want to do. Oh, whoo. No, I don't want to go. Oh my God, how rude of me. Bro, I remember the first time I told somebody no, I almost cried tears of joy. I was like, no, I don't want to go. And they said, okay. And I was just like, (gasps) like the weight, the weight that has been lifted. And I know that seems dramatic, but when it's somebody you love and they're asking you for a favor, And the first thing your head is like, I don't want to do that, but I'm going to do it because, you know, this is so-and-so or because they've done X, Y, and Z for me, right? There's a limit to your generosity. There's a limit to your kindness. There's a limit to how much everyone can take. If you're at a point in life, which I hope y'all get here with me, because I'm here by myself, y'all. So come on with me to this, you know, point of enlightenment a little bit. The no, the no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? If you're at that point in life where you genuinely, if you're at that point in life where you genuinely don't want to do X, Y, and Z, and now I'm not talking about, you know, real life stuff, you know, like your boss asks you to do something or your 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 wife asks you to take out the trash. That that's different, right? I'm talking about this party that you don't want to go to. Your presence isn't going to be missed. However, you would feel rude or guilty saying no to not going. So you attend anyways. You have to get drunk to even be there. And when you're there, you're just like I would just love to be at home in my pajamas watching Netflix, whatever the case may be, right? Or even something as simple as just, you know, going to a dinner that you just, anything that you're like, kind of like, um, mm, yeah, and you're like, yes. And then you're, you're like, fudge, now I'm committed. Now I have to go. Whenever you feel that feeling, right? That is the perfect time to say no. And I've never 
And, you know, I've only had a couple of no's under my belt. You know what I'm saying? I'm still working on my nose. But whenever I do decline an offer to just, you know, overexert myself for the day, even though I know I shouldn't, I always feel 10 times better. And you have to watch people's reactions to you setting boundaries. That is, that is the biggest tip of the day. Your boundaries are so important. And people not respecting your boundaries, whatever they are, means that they don't respect you. And that's me speaking from personal experience. In a nutshell, you know, not believing criticism that, you know, people place upon you, being yourself, not being so hard on yourself, knowing that there's a time and place for every vice, which there is, and, you know, learning to say no and learning your boundaries. When you can't win, it's just stop playing the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Don't keep playing a a long game with people who don't respect you. And that's all I really have to say about that matter. Your vices are your vices, and they're called vices for a reason. They're not going to be the end-all, be-all. However, I did learn to control my vices and not let them control moi. You see? That's pretty much the moral of the story, guys. And I say all that to say this. Put as much energy in yourself as you do in all other aspects of life. We are only here for a good time, not a long time, because life is short. So just do whatever makes you happy. Happiness is spelled with an I, not a Y, for a reason, okay? You cannot fill other people's cup up if yours is empty, okay? And honestly, liking yourself, liking what you do and how you do it, that's what's important in life. I truly, truly feel that. And that's my little tidbit for the day, guys. Whatever your advice is, whatever is controlling your life, I don't think that we realize that having guilty pleasures is just a part of life. And it's okay. It's okay. This has been another episode of The Chronicles, guys. This is episode seven. If you listen to episode one through six, thank you a thousand times. I appreciate all the support. Please feel free to comment and share, share, share. Listen to me next time. Bye.